Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Women's leadership, is that an empowerment program for women? Is that a good box, a bad box, or an ugly box? Hmm. I guess many of us look at it as a good box. It is a safe place for women to come together, to network, to learn from each other, to feel that they have a voice, to feel that they are being heard, uh, listened to, um, even encouraged to step up their role. I think women leadership can be definitely a good box until it starts to hold you back from stepping out of only dealing and talking to women and only being in this in the space of with other women then I'm not so sure if it's a good box to be at so women's leadership initiative um for me I would say it can be definitely all the three are good and bad and ugly. So awareness of where you are, what it is that you're going to, uh, what do you want to achieve? Um, just being aware of the good, the bad and the ugly box of women's leadership, just like any other box. And why am I talking about women's leadership? It's because my guest in this special episode is Karen Edwards. She's the director of the USS Women's Leadership Initiative and is a senior area manager for USS Corporation. Um, Karen is one of those beautiful women that have real passion for women empowerment and is doing something about it. She is becoming the change. She is the change that you want to see in the world. And I had to get her as a guest to talk about um stepping into that role to talk about how why is women leadership still initiative still needed and also uh, share with us her view on is this an ongoing process or can we at one point just get rid of these groups Ooh, yeah big questions i hope you love this as much as i loved talking to Kat. <music> Karen, welcome to the Changemakers podcast. It's such an honor to have you as our guest. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. You know, when I was reaching out to you, asking you to if that was a possibility to be a guest on our podcast, I was so inspired by the things that you've done for women's leadership and culture, building up an inclusive culture with Usher. And as uh, for our audience who are not, don't know anything about Usher, I mean, if you're in Iceland, yes, you do know what Usher is because we all know that company over here in Iceland. But maybe if you can give our audience outside of Iceland a little insight into Usher and your role there. Sure. Um, Oser is a global manufacturer 
of orthotic devices, such as back braces and knee braces, and also prosthetic devices, such as feet and knees and microprocessor hands for people who are, have limb deficiencies. Uh, we are global. We sell all over the world. My role has been uh, in the United States, and I've been a sales rep for about eight and a half years, and I cover the states of Arizona and Utah, but I also have another role, which is the director of the Oser Women's Leadership Initiative. And that's an initiative we began, I guess, about 2014. In the United States, our customer base has changed dramatically. They changed the requirements to be a clinician who can deliver these devices to a patient. They changed it to a master's level degree. And actually in the United States, and I guess around the world, more women than men pursue higher level degrees. And it began to change the landscape of our customer base. And as we began internally within OSER, we had begun a women's empowerment, and it's called the OSER Women's Network. That was about 2013, and I was beginning to be empowered by these internally at OSER. Our goal was to raise more women up into leadership roles so that we had more equitable management divisions. So um, then I saw this as a sales rep. I could see the same need in my customers as all these women began pouring in a predominantly male field. So being empowered, I asked if I could start a women's leadership initiative for our customer base and got immediate, okay, got some money to start it. And it has just grown and grown. It's been extremely welcomed within the community. And we're seeing some really amazing things happen as these really strong women come into a field and really there were super issues but as you say, there were boxes. And really, we needed to simply address the, these boxes and make people aware of their unconscious biases and empower women to speak up for themselves. And anything that could be a, quote, issue, I, I believe a lot of these things are being addressed just by talking about them. Mm. Yeah, which is, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's what we... <laughs> have found out every single time we do our normal boxes, breakthrough okay. events, and basically then giving space for deep dive conversation about the conversation yes. we're never having. Exactly. Until <laughs> you talk about it, it just nothing changes. But it, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And which, which then goes to, you know, I've been in the women leadership uh, empowerment for, well, it feels like all my life, but I've really been involved with it for the past 20 years. And one of those things that I, I'm just going to call it a box. One of the box that I feel we women are often placed into is that we're not confident enough. We right. are not asking enough. Right. Uh, and that we are somehow putting ourselves down. Do you feel, is that really still the thing with women? And now I'm talking, of course, a big box of all women. Right. Do you feel, I'm getting myself a little bit into that. Could it be that this stigma, that if you're a woman, you, uh, you, you, you need to work on your confidence or if you're a woman, Absolutely. you need to be able to, you know, you need to be empowered to speak up. Are we still there, Carol? We, we are still there. I think we're making strides, uh, particularly in the United States. I don't know how it differs in other countries around the world. Uh, Iceland, it's, uh, it's much 
different. Mm. United States, we have a ways to go. Um, we're still fighting those boxes. And I think women are also experiencing at times when they speak up and when they try to be empowered, sometimes other people are in still in their box. I think women are still fighting sometimes to have their voices heard. The, the old adage, we speak up, then you know we're being bossy. But uh, if we don't speak up, we can't get ahead. Yeah. But, but I'm seeing more and more, especially as younger people come in to our profession, I'm seeing them more empowered. They have fewer boxes. <laughs> I think they're seeing each other as more equal. But yes, we still have to speak up. But what I'm finding is if women come together and we support each other, we are much more empowered and much more confident in speaking up because we know we have support. Um, so it is something we're still it's battling. It's your thing. This thing about being, just feeling that you're valuable, that what you have to say is of value and you will not be pushed aside. Just that, yeah, that gives you then the confidence to speak up. Within ASUS, I know that overall, I've noticed how they, and I've actually been uh, as an investor, ASUS right. in, the, in, the, in the global marketplace has been really interesting me to look at how exactly you've been looking at how to balance the genders in the various roles in the company and also how you're building a culture that is inclusive which is of course I mean what you're doing the products that you're creating has to do with people being able to live their life to the fullest regardless of their limitation whether it's a missing or just in one way or another not able to do things, but you enable them to do that. Where do you feel is the challenge for you as, as a representative for the America market as a woman working for a company that has that vision? What is, what is the challenge for a woman in, in your position? Um, I think being seen as empowering and not being seen as stirring the pot, causing trouble. That was my biggest fear when I started this as a manufacturer. We certainly weren't out to offend our customers. We were there to make our profession stronger. Uh, fortunately, I've had very few detractors. I wasn't sure how it would be received. I've had a few, but I saved those emails. <laughs> they kind of made me laugh. I could see it. That a few people still stuck in, in old-fashioned ways, but actually it's been tremendous. It was a leap of faith. So I think the challenges still continue to be, you know, being validated that our, what we're saying is not just a women's problem. Uh, we're not women getting together, complaining about men. It's none of that. It's about empowering each other and having different types of people being seen as leaders, um, not replicating the same type of leader over and over, but maybe different styles, whether it's a feminist style or masculine style can still be a leader um, and still be someone that's really going to make our profession better. And, and we're getting there in leaps and bounds. I think we're, we're excelling very quickly. And I think having this women's leadership initiative is giving the women in our profession a place to talk about it together and a place to become empowered together and the entire profession a chance to hear these topics and, yeah. and realize, honestly, most of them aren't gender specific. Um, yeah, they're not. Exactly. We're making them gender specific. Yes. We yes, are. exactly. 
Yeah, we're at. One of my personal vision for women's leadership and being part of so many of these women groups and empowerment groups and is we will no longer need them. Uh, exactly. That is 100% my goal. I live for the day that we don't need a women's empowerment or a women's initiative. In fact, like I, I'm really excited this year at a conference where we're having men attend, which is fantastic. That means we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Also, we're bringing up topics of all types of inclusivity, including like how can we get more people of color within our profession? How can we make sure we are matching our customers? Uh, we got customers of all colors, genders, gender identities, mm-hmm. religions. Uh, you know, I want to represent all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's your, Karen, you are so aligned with the normal boxes movement. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you're speak you're speaking my truth. When you, oh, fantastic. And and I think I think overall, if you look at, you know, we've seen this when we are doing offering this space of deep dive conversation. We see we we basically are seeing that we are with the boxes, we are constantly placing our focus on what divides us. Right but not what unites us. And I think more than ever, you know, when you, when our focus is there, it becomes this gap between. Mm. And in that gap between, that's where the arguments start. And it's just about something that is really not about the, the main thing. The main thing for me and what we're doing and what I can hear what you're doing is the main thing is that people are, valued for who they are and their expertise and how they come to the table not because they they're the different gender or different race or different background or whatever and it, yeah it's a it's a long haul but i think it's right. a possibility for sure for sure for women out there who might be thinking about can i start can i start something in a similar way that karen did for her business and, and for her profession what would you what would be your advice I really feel like if what happened with me is that your passions and your convictions align, that is when things take off like crazy. And that's what happened. Take that leap of faith. But what I would like people to know is you don't have to know the exact how of how you're going to get where you want to go. You might not even know exactly what that goal is, but if you know why, and you those are your convictions. Just do it because it will happen. Things will start falling into place. When you're doing the right thing, it, it will make its own path. And I would imagine what I found is that that goal that you think is so giant and great is only a small fraction of what you will accomplish if you just keep going. So I, I would say just do it. Take a step. Start with what you know. Um, yeah. Start will with, happen. Yeah. Take a step go into that and that reminds me of the advice that uh, one of the change makers Nicholas Haynes gave us in the beginning of the year he was talking about the the Chinese year this year is the year of of the peak and the energy in the world he said in the year of the peak really is telling us the how important it is that we 
do the things that we are here to do on this planet and we allow ourselves in the year of 2019 to be the year that we do that it doesn't have to be perfect just right doing that is the important thing and i think when we look at what is going on in the world mm. uh, politically uh, environmentally global warming everything that we are facing today every single one of us matters and we have to go and step into that role of becoming the change that we want to see in our world it's no longer an option that someone else is going to do it i agree 100% and it's amazing what happens when you take that step you started this no more boxes movement i'm sure you weren't sure how it was going to go but but you guys it's growing and growing uh, the word's getting out there, and it's exactly the message the world needs right now. If we all took one step, we would be miles and miles closer. Yeah, exactly. And to our audience, it's what Karen is saying, just stepping in there, doing the things that really you're passionate about. Uh, I can tell from my own experience, I sometimes feel that the No More Boxes movement, from, the, from that moment that we were in that taxi from the United Nations going to the JFK airport where everything started, it has literally felt like I have an invisible hand on my back that just oh. on. He's pushing you forward, right? <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, and I, I can hear from your experience, you have a similar experience yourself. You know you. This is what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it precisely, but I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Karen, one final question. The, now, you're in Arizona, which is in my house. I have a special place for Arizona. Oh, right? Yeah, right. specifically Sedona. Yeah, yeah. And I've been speaking in, in Phoenix a couple of times. I, I love this place. And I know that you think more than just Arizona. You're thinking about the whole America when you, with, the, with the work that you're doing. What is the change that you want to see happen in your world? I want people to really see what they can actually achieve. I want, I'm very passionate about empowering women because I know they can do great, great things and I, it is my just like passion to see them achieve so much more than they thought they could. I want to empower women to just get out there and do what they feel passionate about and watch the amazing things they accomplish. I'm with you. <laughs> you Go know girls. what it's like. You've done it. <laughs> Go girls. Go guys. Be the best version of yourself. Exactly. And let make it happen. Karen, thank you so much for being a guest on this special episode. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.